What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Strangecast, a Life is Strange for- fan podcast made by fans for fans. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Adnan. My other host, Adam, is here. Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome. I'm here in Haven. Uh, well, the audio listeners can't see that, but um, but yeah, so just dropped a new video on our other channel, so I'm feeling good about that. Back in the gym. So yeah, I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling feisty. <laughs> Well, that's lovely to hear. And as Adam just alluded, then um, we are now an audio version as well. So you can be listening to us on Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. People were requesting it for a while. Um, people who tune into the show as well. And I hope you enjoy it. They're both on there. Um, and also, obviously, you have the video version on YouTube for you to watch. So there's plenty of strange has to come on all those platforms. If you want onto another different platform, because obviously there's an Android version, etc. So looking on um you know let us know and we'll definitely be looking into that but we are on audio only as well but one thing i would ask as well if you could follow us on those platforms and also rate us i believe spotify has just introduced a rating as well it really helps with the algorithms of like boosting the show visibility all mm. that stuff i wouldn't ask otherwise but if you do follow us do just give us a rating it helps with the the podcast um but yeah, we actually got quite a lot of news as well. This is like, I think we we're a week delayed by the, the episodes that we do bi-weekly. Um, schedules have just been busy on uh, mine and Adam's part. But actually, it's kind of been convenient that we delayed it a week um, because we probably wouldn't be covering some of this news otherwise. Um, oh, before we move on, I, I want to congratulate you on this very podcast for getting verified <laughs> on Twitter, Mr. Uh, Blue Checkmark over here. Now you can uh, put out some uh, weird political views and people will be like, oh, there goes another Blue Checkmark. <laughs> hey, I, know, I, I, I can see the verified accounts that have replied to me. It's nowhere near as big as it used to be, but like, um, yeah. they are there. But uh, yeah, thank you for that. Um, well, it took like 20 minutes for me to actually get verified. I was like that instantly. And I just I got a notification for Twitter. I was like, oh. <laughs> like, it's crazy that like you did, but Eddie Burback didn't, man. Like, yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm a bigger yeah. name though. So like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way yeah. to say it. That's it. The, the Twitter verification thing is so weird for me as well. Cause like, there's so many people who are verified. And like yeah. there are people who yeah. are verified. Yeah. It's, 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 I, I don't get the algorithm way that they do it, but yeah, it is what it is. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Uh, It's quite funny that I did get verified. (laughs) Um, With great power comes great responsibility. Uh, I I watched it, but you didn't. Yeah, well, um, we'll we'll, we'll dodge the Spider-Man conversation because I imagine it could be long. Even if I haven't watched it, it could be a long conversation. But um, Adam, I feel like we start off with the Game Awards. Um, We're going to leave part of the Game Awards segment that we have for the main topic, which might even be the title of the show or the thumbnail. Well, we're just going to focus on the game was to start with because um, that was earlier this month in December. Yes. Um, and obviously, Life is Strange True Colors was up for three nominations. Mm. Um, and it, it was nominated for Best Narrative Game. It lost to Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy. Best Performance, Erica Mori was nominated for Alex Chen. She lost to Margie, Maggie Robertson um, as Lady Demetresque in Resident Evil Village. But Life is Strange True Colors did win games for Impact, um, which is a big win. But, Adam, I'm going to say to you now, I'm going to ask you for your thoughts, but I'm going to say I wasn't really surprised with the results of this. I expected oh. them to win the third category, but not the other two. Well, now, now I have to look up uh, what were the other nominees for, um, for Best Narrative. Uh, best, I'm just looking it up real quick. Uh, game there, were, there were a couple of them. I, didn't, I, I, I was surprised that Marvel's Guardians of the won it. I didn't really think that was going to be the one that I haven't played it yet, but I didn't think that was going to be the one that would 
take the award. Um, I had a funny feeling that maybe True Colors would be. Oh, okay. So here are the nominees here. Uh, it Takes Two, which won Game of the Year, which I, me and Liz loved. We loved It Takes Two. Uh, Psychonauts 2, which I still haven't gotten a chance to play yet. Uh, Life is Strange 2 Colors. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which we just said. And Deathloop. Mm. And yeah. Um, oh, wow. GameSpot actually predicted the Life is Strange True Colors would have won. That's interesting. I'm on a GameSpot uh, article. Oh, game, game Rant. Oh, Game Rant. Oh, look at me go. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, it's not shocking, but again, I have not played uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I was waiting for more of a sale on that one. Uh, Deathloop, I was not surprised that that did not win. Uh, best narrative. I'm not surprised about that. Um, I'm a little shocked in, in terms of best narrative. I did not think that Guardians would take it, but I haven't played it yet. So maybe it's better than I thought. Um, but no, with uh, with best performance, I wasn't shocked about that one. It's yeah. You know what? It's such a shame because I really, really, really wanted Erica Mori to win. I really, oh, she's, yeah. She's like, like, obviously I've had that privilege of speaking to her outside of being Alex Chen and I think she's like truly one of the most like I think you could just sit down with her and have a conversation for hours because she's just a real person and I think you miss that with some people like she's Alex Chen in this incredible game but then she's just a very authentic person as it is um, and do you know what in my, in my heart of hearts I wanted her to win that because I, like, I, I had that feeling was like she could take this category because obviously like if you go back in the years of the, even like the BAFTAs and stuff Gonzalo Martin went into a strong category when he won Sean Diaz like he was up against Norman Reedus for example in um, Death Stranding oh, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was actually a really oh, tough yeah. It was a really tough category in the BAFTA games that way. And he went up and he actually won that as well. I think he even said to me when I was on the, um, the podcast, he's like, I didn't think I'd win it because obviously there was a, such a strong category of actors. So I had a funny feeling she could be like a very, very strong contender. Um, but I feel like obviously like with Maggie Robertson, she did great as Lady Demetraska. I'm not a huge fan of Resident Evil Village. I think it's quite deeply flawed despite all the kind of like... Hyped. The prey. Yeah, it's very hyped. I think the second part of the game is so... It's so boring, but like um, her in, in her in particular, the small sh- screen time that she has, uh, it's it, it is. It, she was in a very challenging category, so I kind of um, didn't really, you know, I, I wasn't completely yeah. surprised that she won it. Um, she was there, Erica Mori as well, which is quite cool. Like she was in the crowd yeah. with um, when um, when they were announcing it. But yeah, like that one, I wasn't surprised with. Best narrative was the one that I thought maybe it could take it in the category of games because obviously those be- yeah. best narrative games I've played. I yeah. I, haven't played, I haven't played any of those best narrative games. I would feel so bad, but I haven't played any of them. I know it takes two is getting rave reviews, but and that should I thought that maybe would have won it if it won game of the year, but I just, it was a I really good story. I mean, uh, like I said, me and my wife played it together, and it's a story about a married couple going through divorce. So it really hit home with us because oh yeah, we're going through divorce. No, we're not. Uh, but it's just like it was like a couple that like had a kid together. They lived their lives and. Um, it's a very emotional, very realistic way of how these couples get divorced. And it's just a story about coming together. I thought uh, Joseph Farris played really awesome as the book. <laughs> he was, he was fantastic. Um, it, so if that won best narrative, I think I would have, you know, been a lot happier, but you know, like guardians, man, I need to play that then. And I need I, to I've, I've heard good things about Guardians, by the way. Like, I've heard I have, good things too. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not upset that I wanted it. I'm like, huh. It, be, it takes two and Life is Strange and Psychonauts too. Like, that's 
It's gonna be a good narrative there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, obviously, even with Joseph Flores, like um, I played, I haven't played it that game, but I've played as um, the the prison skateboard. I can't remember what it's oh, called. Oh, um, uh, what is that? Uh, um, I finished that quite religiously. It, it, it was a cooler concept, and the, the story was. Yeah, we kind of played that too, and um, no way out. Is no way it out. No that's way one. That's one. Yeah, no yeah. way out. Yeah. Oh, um, way out. Oh, way out. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's one. Yeah. It's so like it. It was. It was an interesting. Um, concept and like the story was good at first and it kind of like starts to lag on a little bit for me personally yeah um so like i was i, I wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if, if um it takes two and was the kind of one that would really challenge um life is strange but obviously again like i haven't played marvel's guardians of the galaxy but it won um and it was one of those where it's gonna be a tough category for that um and games for impact i really just did think that was gonna be true colors like there's just this i think it's won yeah. multiple times in games for impact across like bafta and all the other organizations. Yeah, it's been game for same games for impact for a few years now. I think, yeah. I think every time it entered for games for impact, it always won. But yeah, it's 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 a bit of a weird category that just like uh, it, I I don't get what the kind of like full meaning behind it is. Like, is it a game that's basically tackling certain issues, or whatever? Like, it, I just feel like it's a. Well, I think. Oh man, it was on. Oh, I didn't realize. There were some things on here. I didn't realize the nominees for uh, Games for Impact because they had Before Your Eyes, which is that's a banger of a game. Um, <laughs> Boyfriend Dungeon, where you okay, it's a it's a dating simulator, but like you date your sword. It's it's very weird. Um, not my cup of tea. I'm not into dating simulators because I'm married. So, <laughs> um, Chicory, a colorful tale. That's a good one. I. If anything, I thought that would have won, of course, True Colors, and then No Longer Home. I don't think I played that one. Um, but Chicory, I didn't realize against Chicory and Before Your Eyes. So, but like you said, like I, I think I'm, I'm not 100% positive, but I'm pretty sure every time Life is Strange was nominated for Games for Impact, it always won. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that like across a lot of categories of games for impact over the years, it's worn quite often. Um, and yeah. that was the, that was the one category out of the three that I was really confident with. And I think surprisingly, Eric and Mori was the one that I was at the bottom with just because I knew that when I saw mm. the challenges and it mainly when it was Maggie, Maggie Robertson, I was like, yeah, I was yeah. like, she's She's in for a, a very tough challenge here for that. Um, yeah, I was, I was even saying in my head, I'm like, it's, it's in between those two. And once, um, you know, once Maggie won, I was just like, yeah, that makes sense. You yeah. know, like I wanted it to be Erica, but when, when she got on the stage, um, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Like I was yeah. just like, I, don't, I understand that. It's a big, but, it's a big shame as well. Cause we would have probably seen a flame speech from Erica Mori as well. No, no, <laughs> yes. she had won. Um, well, I think like before we move on, I, I'm free category nominations for life is strange True close at the game awards. I don't, I don't really consider the game awards prestigious at all. Like, it's you know, oh, no. Jeff Keeley. Oh, yeah, the worst one for sure. Yeah, self righteous Jeff Keeley coming out at the beginning saying let's tackle harassment etc., but not naming organizations and then promoting organizations which have a checkered history during the show. Let me just say that I know where I stand with Jeff Keeley, and he's a, a giant hypocrite as well. So like, mm. I'm not really going to take his his award ceremony for any ounce of it. It's an advertisement. It was like three hours long. It was just pure adverts throughout the entire thing. And I was just like seeing one or two announcements where I was like, oh, this is actually quite cool. I'll watch it. Um, I feel bad that I was excited for the Quantic Dream game. I was like, I was like, oh, Star Wars Eclipse, that's awesome. And it said Quantic Dream. I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, 
obviously the allegations against uh, David Cage are still, um, you know, unsubstantiated. Well, not unsubstantiated. There's still um, allegations. Um, it's still and, allegations, but like, like you said, like Jeff Keel is like, oh, we're we're standing against, um, you know, really hateful speech, and then it's like Quantic Dream. It's like, oh, yeah, you know? yeah, like. Obviously, like the um, yeah, um, David Cage is like um, scenario quite a dream, and them trying to sue the French media hasn't really done them any kind of wonders, as you'd oh, expect. Same thing with um, Ubisoft, you know, I'm still to this day boycotting uh, Ubisoft. That's no. what I mean. They had a Ubisoft there. They had a Quantic Dream. They didn't really mention the Activision thing. It's like, it's like do you know what? If you're actually going to have like, if you're going to do that thing at the beginning, Jeff Keighley, and try to almost pick out like it's the online community that's the problem. No, mate, name them, but you're not going to because we know why you're not going to do it. And it, it's just so. I have to kind of like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh yeah, let's just brush over this. I just hate that with that, those kind of things. It's like, say what you mean. Because he did it with Konami, ironically. Let's let's be quite fat before we move on. He did it with Konami when Kojima was getting taken down by um, the entire Konami. Oh, there we go with that Kojima game. With- <laughs> it's there as well. Visual <laughs> representation. If you're not if you're listening to this on podcast, you should go to the video version because there's visual <laughs> representation of my Metal Gear Solid Five post that I'm showing you right now. At least once an episode. <laughs> Well, it, it, it wouldn't be a strange cast. Go for it, man. It wouldn't be a strange cast episode, But like, obviously, the Konami thing—he he blazed on them for like the Kojima scenario, and it's like, wait a minute, you were doing that to Konami, but you weren't doing to Activision or Quantic Dream or Ubisoft, and even PlayStation as well. PlayStation's got—it's yeah. currently in the middle of like um a. a so wild, dude! I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. Like, I watched it. I watched that video. And I was like, this is just, this is, this is, this can't be true. And like, I got through it more. I, I thought it was a meme. I thought some guy like, oh, he looks like the VP. I, you can't make that stuff up, dude. Oh my God. Madness. But yeah, whilst we can pretty like, he let me rip on the game world. I think we should move on. This is probably a small topic anyway, but sticking with True Colors, it is now available on Nintendo Switch. So it's yes. finally on that platform. Um, released December 7th, the digital only version. And then the physical retail release is due for 25th of February, 2022. Um, I haven't played on Switch, but the main thing that I take away from this anyway is like, I'm so happy it's on Switch. You know, the other Life Strange games will come later on where it's like, oh, the remaster collections are coming out to Switch, aren't they? Yeah. I think, I think so. I think they are coming to Switch. But yeah. like, I'm just generally happy that... True Colors is on the Switch. It deserves to be on the Switch as well. Um, if you have played it as well on the Switch, do leave it in the comments. Like, let us know what you think about the experience of it. Because I know I don't think Adam's played it. He's too busy on Forza as it is. Um, but like, it's game of the year from IGN. So I let's put it this way. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, the remastered collection is coming to Switch. I'm on Nintendo's Boom. website and it's listed there. So so there we good. go. So it's in, in February. You get you get oh, well in the February you'll get both um, the remastered collections and the Switch uh, retail version. Seems like available February 1st, so day and dates. So that's Ooh. good. Yeah. Ooh, perfect. Yeah. So this is out on Switch. I read some of the reviews. Um, there was obviously the, the the downgrading in graphics, which is probably the most reasonable thing anyway. It's um the Switch is nowhere near as powerful as the PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X. Um, not a chance in hell. I think like I saw some like visual textures, like when it loads up, it takes a while. So I obviously say if your background you were like walking down it's like a little bit pixelated first and then it like loads into it. Um, but generally speaking, like a lot of the reviews I've read have been positive for the Switch version, which is good as well because obviously we don't want crap port going on to um, Switch. Um, so yeah, generally speaking, I'm quite happy that they've moved on Switch and it's out now as well on Switch. Um, I think obviously the pandemic has, has, from what I can tell, has kind of impacted 
Deck Nine schedule and Square Enix's schedule because obviously we, we were like it was so tight earlier on the year, but I think like even then they were like there was just something about it where the schedules didn't think. I even think that True Colors was meant to come out last year in 2020 based on the timeline. No, yeah, I no, it was. I I can't remember, but I remember just it. it oh man, now I can't remember of like any kind of delays or. I mean, tw- the, these past two years, like the entire two years now, like we're at the end of the second year. It's just, I don't know. I can't remember anything, dude. March 2020 is the same as December 2021 to me. It's just yeah. like, it's, um, it's, it's outrageous. How it, it feels like time doesn't really move, which is like mad mm-hmm. um, on, on that part. Um, but yeah, like generally speaking, the Switch version is cool. And like I said, if you have played it, do leave us in the comments like what you thought about it because I would like to see what people's opinions are because um, I remember playing the first Life is Strange on uh, mobile. Um, I think it was Blackwing Foundation or something, like ported it. They ported oh, yeah. the Life is Strange game. Um, I reviewed that and I was actually quite enjoyable because they ported a photo mode in it, which was really cool, um, which is always the staple feature I thought that the first Life is Strange could really have done with. Um, and it was actually a good port as well from, from what I remember when I was playing it. It just felt quite easy to pick up and play on, the, on tablets and stuff like that. Um, so like this one, I'm, I'm just generally happy that we have a Switch version that Life is Strange is finally on Switch. It's good, mm-hmm. kind of. It's good. It's good um, introduction for people who haven't played it. Because um, I've always said for a long, long time, these point-and-click games are built for like consoles like Switch. Like, just, yeah. you can move around, um, and it gives this franchise um, a new consumer base, which hopefully um, will be reflected in the sales. Because the sales have been generally quite good anyway for Life is Strange. Um, Adam, before we move on, do you have anything else to add? Uh, yeah, no. Other than um, it's it's crazy to think that, and I think I heard that they, not just a downgraded these graphics but they rebuilt it from the ground up like they rebuilt the um the actual graphics engine to actually fit onto the switch like they did a lot of work to port this over which is why it took so long to get to the switch um and i think that you know most switch users understand like the the tony hawks pro skater one and two remaster which was my game of the year of 2020 so (laughs) um go adam but you know the switch version of that was it was it was it was kind of gross looking but um but all you could say is like yeah it's gross looking but it's tony hawk on the go yeah what are you what are you going to say to that it's like yeah that's true that's tony hawk on the go it's tony hawk on the go same thing with this like it's not just life is strange on the go it's life is strange for people who only have a switch Let's, let's put it that way. Uh, I think this is an important game to play. I think this is an important franchise to play. Um, would I have liked Tell Me Why on a Switch? Yes. But um, other than that, at least you ha- if you only have a Switch, Life is Strange is there for you. So um, that, that's a really awesome feat. Whether it's downgraded or not, it's, it's just cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, we don't know where the future of the series goes, but if they go grander in terms of scale and vision, maybe we don't see next version of the Switch. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but obviously, with the main thing we also need is a Life is Strange 2 port on two Switch as well. Yes. Uh, well, eh, maybe. Yeah, that's not, uh, that's not that important to the that'll, that'll be a topic for another time. That'll be a very, very good episode. I assure you of that. There'll be some fireworks. I promise you, after the, after the holidays are done, um, there's a couple games in my backlog, but I'm I'm going to replay Life is Strange 2 when I have more. T- I barely have enough time to play the Halo Infinite campaign as it is. Um, but yeah, I am going to be playing Life is Strange uh, season two in early 2022. So let's put oh, it that way. Boy, that's going to be a good episode. Um, if you're a new <laughs> listener as well, Adam is um, very um, 
doesn't like Life is Strange 2 like I do. Oh. He's not a believer, but we'll make him a believer. Um, I, like it with, I like the message it was sending. I love the message. Gameplay and the pacing was... That, that's all I'm going to say. Well, 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 well. Anyway, speaking of Life is Strange 2, segue with um, the developer of Life is Strange 2, Donut Entertainment has hit the news. Um, the OG Life is Strange developer is in the news because um, it announced its first third-party published game, which is called Gerda, A Flame in Winter. So mm-hmm. unveiled during the Nintendo Indie World Showcase, the brand, this brand new narrative game is developed by Danish studio Porta Play, which you'll probably have heard us talk about when um, on an early episode of Strangecast. And it's also the first third-party game published by Donut. Obviously, Donut have published their own game with Twin Mirrors. This is now with them going to third-party. Um, then drop the trailers. We should definitely check that out as well. Um, the game is due for release in 2022. Gerda um, is an intimate narrative RPG light X. <laughs> That's like a mouthful. Yeah, right. During World War II and the German occupation of Denmark in this poignant story-driven game inspired by real-life events, players mm-hmm. will walk the path of Gerda, a nurse whose life is turned upside down overnight. Armed only with her wits and knowledge of her community, Gerda must save her loved ones while saving, while staying true to herself. Apologies. Oh. A tale not um, a tale told not on the front line, but the intimate setting of the small Danish village she grew up in. Um, choices are um, so just a bit extra. Choices are made through a mix of exploration, dialogue, and re- resource and relationship management. Gerda's personality traits. Um, traits are her skills and her connection with others will also determine how the story unfolds. Um, every dilemma is challenging and every decision critical in times of turmoil and war. And this game poses the question, how far would you go to protect your loved ones? Mm-hmm. Adam, I'll let you take this first. Uh, so right here and then we, we watched the trailer. It's good. I liked it. I think it's my, my, it's my kind of game. I love it. I loved uh, Backbone. I love Thimbleweed Park. Uh, I, I, I love these types of games where it's just kind of like very straight. I played Tale of Innocence. That was great. But the point of what I'm saying is that it's my kind of game. Adnan, I think it's your kind of game. However, um, do we actually think this is going to set the world on fire? No. I don't think it is actually going to set the world on fire. I don't think it's actually... I, I, you know, I don't think this is even going to be set up for awards here. But a very important thing is that, you know, this is going to be the first step as them becoming a developer and a publisher, which let's look at some other companies. Uh, EA is a developer and a publisher. Bethesda is also a developer and a publisher. Uh, we look at games, or, uh, you know, even though I'm boycotting them, Ubisoft, you know, these, there's a lot of com- Microsoft in of themselves uh, have a development studio and they're a publishing company, you know. So this is a big first step uh, to make them a major player. Square Enix, you know, is, is the Square Enix is developer and a publisher, right? Yeah. Because they published, they published Life is Strange. So that, that's the point is that like they're becoming one of the big dogs now. If you really like Donut, for them to actually publish this game, not just develop it or be a part of it like they were with Vampire, this is a major step for them becoming a major player in the games industry. So um, like I said, it's not going to set the world on fire, Gerda, but 
excuse me, but it is a, it's a major point in the history of don't nod. And I think it's very important for us to uh, appreciate that, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Because like um, I didn't mention, it. obviously, it's in the headline of the title. It's not actually in the press release. It's, it's coming out on PC and Steam, um, PC, mm-hmm. uh, Steam and Nintendo Switch. Um, I watched the trailer. I thought it was really quite cool. It had a very, um, just like a very simple style to it. Do you remember yeah. that this is a very small studio? It's a Copenhagen-based studio. I went on their website. In the picture, I had like maybe six, 12, 13 developers or something. So it's yeah, a very it's small, it's a small development team. Um, and it's a, it's a very simple kind of thing, but I think it's got a really good, um, obviously settings great. I love those kind of games where it's the war. Um, mm-hmm. there's, there's a kind of <laughs> based on real life and um, a studio that's tapping into its actual roots as well, like where it's the story set as well. Like, you know, it's, it's on the front line in World War II in 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 Denmark. Like, you know, you don't really yeah. see that many. I really can't tell you that many games that were, but there were games in the European front of like World War II, but this is actually in a specific country, which was occupied by the Nazis. Um, yeah. So like, it's, it's interesting in itself like that. And um, I think like you, you kind of hit some of my points, you kind of stole some of my points, which I was going to kind of like bring up, which was um, they, they um, you know, the, the evolution of Donut is continuing in terms of like, they've got so many games in development and including obviously like Twin Mirror was published by them. This is yeah. the first natural step from them because obviously they are not going to publish a triple A massive game that's sure. third party because they won't be able to take the, I imagine the risk factor of like publishing something like that. So to take like right. a small studios game like this, publish it on switch and um steam is kind of really probably valuable experience for them in terms of getting this game out there um so like i'm all for it with that and i generally like liked what i saw of it um i would definitely kind of pick it up because i feel like i want to pick up now because i don't know um collaboration with it um but yeah it's good um it's also good that it's not the tencent game which is i'm like that would not definitely not pick that up i very so i'm very firm on tencent um i don't know if you've seen they've acquired the back for blood developers um, oh, I did not see that. Yeah, they, I think that I believe they announced it actually today. We were recording this 18th of December, so I think it's either today or yesterday. I'm pretty sure it's today. But they have acquired them now, which I'm like, I stand very firm in my views on Tencent. I don't let them. I don't want them in the industry. They they're not good for thingy. But I'll, I'll stay away from that in the middle moment. But let, back on this point, I'm very happy for these guys. Um, Paul play. Very happy for Don't Not as well. Um, it's a good natural evolution of their step. Um, and generally, yeah, I'll definitely pick up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I, I definitely think I'm gonna enjoy this game. Um, but I think it's not even about like we're excited for the game, which we are. Like me and you were excited for the game, but it's just a, another step for don't nod. Um, and I think that's really, really important. Uh, first time that they're fu- publishing a third party, because like you said, Twin Mirror, that was good. That was it was good. Um, but this is a major step for them, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I don't have anything else to say, and if you don't, we can move into our meaty topic. Ah, yeah, yeah, Let, let's let's do this. Yeah. Of course, obviously, like as I said, we mentioned the Game Awards at the beginning of this show, but obviously left out a big announcement which was happening during it, and no one probably expected this either. Which was it also didn't happen the, during it; it happened before. Yeah, it, it was the, like the pregame. The, 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 they were announcing awards like left, right, and center at one point. It's like you know this person wins this award. This the formatting is terrible in this show because they announced the Texas Chainsaw game before yeah. the show started. And I was like, I'm all for that. So like, I want to see that during yeah. the show, if anything, but. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, so like this was a big announcement that happened at the Game Awards, which was that Telltale partners with Deck Nine for a narrative-based game on Alcon's television group's sci-fi TV series, The Expanse. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so this is quite a huge one. So do bear with me whilst I run you through this. Um, I've got a press release here, which is Telltale, a leading narrative game development studio and publisher, announced today when it was announced that it's partnered with award-winning development studio Deck Nine Alcon Interactive Group to create the Expanse a Telltale series. Now that just in itself was big mm-hmm. vibes. I was just seeing a Telltale series at the end of something. Oh, like, that's been a long time, man. Yeah, a long time. Um, based on the popular Amazon sci-fi television series, story-driven interactive game was revealed a world premiere trailer at the Game Awards broadcast. Um, the Expanse Telltale series will be the first IP announced by Telltale since the company reformed in 2019. The game is co-developed by Deck9, the award-winning developer um, behind the critically acclaimed Life is Strange True Colors. Telltale also previously announced its production um, to the sequel to The Wolf Among Us. Okay, mm. so a whole load of quotes here. Um, I'm probably not going to go into this. Um, one thing I will pick up on is the Expanse Telltale series is currently in the early stages of production and it's yeah. better to be released on PC and leading consoles. So I imagine, obviously, you know, you got PlayStation, your Xbox, definite, absolute release in there. Um, Cara G, they confirmed her, her involvement in it as well. But before, I you, before we dig into this, I picked out a couple more things. So I was scrolling through deck, um, Telltale's Twitter account just to pick up on a couple of things to add to this. So one of the tweets that they put in, they were replying to like loads of fans, asked them questions, so I picked them up. One of them was, we are partnering with Deck9 for The Expanse while we are doing um, The Wolf Among Us 2 separately. Uh, mm-hmm. The work one doesn't take away from the other, so they're just confirming that they are still working The Wolf Among Us 2. Um, on The Wolf Among Us 2, uh, two years ago I announced we rebirthed a studio and we're in pre-production on a new game from scratch and a new engine. So in this as well, like a lot of the tweets, they were mentioning that there's a Gameformer article coming up as well about Telltale, about the reformation of the studio, everything, including Expanse and also The Wolf Among Us. So we will see a lot yeah. more details, which we'll cover on future Strange Cast episodes because obviously Deck Nine's involvement in that. Um, and two more tweets, uh, Telltale on The Expanse as well. But yep, that trailer was all done in-game engine. So the trailer you watched was in-engine, um, which was quite good. And then another tweet last week I got here, they put um, the new engine that they're using is Unreal, so they're not using the Telltale Tell Tell Tool engine. Um, and we are developing the entire season at once. Um, we just um, we just aren't talking about release candidates yet. So we have actually a full thing. So I kind of wanted to dig those out because it adds context to stuff we didn't know. Um, a lot of the news articles didn't even pick up on the stuff either. Um, mm. So, yeah, Adam, I think it's so weird that we're doing this literally an episode after about the greatest episode of game of all time. We were talking about Telltale and that. It's very fitting. Yeah. It's, yeah, really it's, fitting, it's yeah. mad. It's mad. It was such a weird, um, weird announcement in terms of like the two studios working. I was like, wow. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Um, obviously like we don't know much about this Telltale studio. There's like a lot of developers who left it. It's completely been reformed since 2019. Um, obviously my, my initial worries with this being announced, I was like, they basically announce another game and they're doing the same Telltale thing where it's like churning out loads of game series like straight away, like go Wolf Among Us 2, you got this, you got that. Um, I haven't watched The Expanse um, yet. I will plan on watching, obviously, to get into the hype of this. Um, I if, know, me if, too. If you have watched The Expanse, do like let us know in the comments what you think of it. Um, mm-hmm. It would be really helpful to kind of get recommendations from people. But um, Adam, what did you make of this news anyway? Uh, so... For one thing, I <laughs> I actually DM'd you because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so uh, just a funny little story is that like, you know, I, I had errands to run before the game awards and uh, I was going grocery shopping. And then like when we got home with the groceries, you know, I we're, before putting them away, I told Liz, oh, I'm just going to get the stream ready so that once we're done putting things away. Um, and then I just see all these announcements dropping. I'm like, 
oh crap, I gotta catch up. They might have to announce something soon. And then I see on on uh, Nibble, I guess is his Twitter name, N I E L Nibble. Um, they're like this expands from Telstra. I'm like, whoa, what? Why? What's like that's a big deal? Why? Like that's a th- that's the thing I was like really aggravated about is that it's a it's a Telltale return. Like it's a return to form for Telltale, and you're just like, yeah, we'll just put it in the beginning of the show, the pregame. It doesn't matter. Telltale coming back, nobody cares about that. I think everybody cares about that, but yeah. you know, I think that was a little aggravating on the point of Jeff Keeley. However, um, that's what I, I I saw the Deck Nine logo. And I was like, that's a little insane. What is their involvement in it? And they're co-developing. It's not like they're publishing. It's not that they're letting them borrow their studio. They're co-developing. So you're, I was just like, in my own head, I was like, Jeff, so you're telling me, you're, mm, you're telling me right now that Telltale's coming back and a, a studio that has three game nominations right now you know, currently, including best narrative, you're you're telling me that's that's not good enough to be in the actual show. That I lost my mind. <laughs> hey, like, no, you have every right because I I was the same. I didn't know what it was until you sent me a message because I yeah. hang on a minute. So I was like trying to keep in track because obviously, like I said, I don't want to sit there watching um, a three-hour Jeff Keeley sploosh fest because that's basically what he does with his shows. Um, apologies if you had to hear me say that, but like it's the truth. So obviously, Adam sends me this tweet. And I was like, hang on a minute, what the fuck is going on here? I was like, what is going on here? Um, it's funny because we can drop all kinds of swear words there because like, I've had to mark these explicit anyway on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah. But um, um, generally speaking, like, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, hang, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like, how is this on the pre-show of the game? Well, it's like, this is huge. This is like a big announcement. Like, a, no one knew it was happening. It was so okay. out of left field. Like, that's what I mean. I'm just like, is this not a bigger deal than I, and the more I read about it, I'm like, no, this is straight up a telltale game coming back with the, let, okay, let's, let's just say that now that deck nine is now the life of strange people. Like it's no yeah. longer don't not it's deck nine. So when I say this, I'm like, telltale is coming back with the life of strange people. Yeah. What's going on here? Um, but yeah, no, it's exciting. It's really exciting. It's, 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 it's exciting for us who love, these kinds of narrative games um, because I feel like a lot of people who, including um, who was a Will, Will, Willem Hella, Willem Hella or William Hella. That, that's I'm stupid, but he was a former uh, life is strange YouTuber. Uh, got pretty big. He had some great videos. William Hella. He doesn't really do YouTube anymore, but even he said like, yeah, Telltale brought me on to games like Life is Strange. If it wasn't for Telltale, I don't think people would have given Life is Strange a chance, no. you know, for like an episodic title. So it's a pretty big deal that these two major like giants in the episodic games development were just kind of, I don't know. But okay, so what I am trying to say is that like it's a, it's a bigger deal than I think a lot of people are making it because mm-hmm. we're, we're, because one, it's a new, it's under new management. Telltale is, it's no longer the same people because the same management run, ran them to the ground. So it's new people with a better vision, a, a, a better vision enough to put deck nine involved. I, I know I keep going back to that, but it's such a big deal that I don't think we, we, we can really like say too much about it. You know? 
Yeah, it, it's hard because obviously, like as I said, they, they've um, they kept alluding to a Game Informer piece that they were going to do. So obviously, it's going to probably be a big expose and telltale. Thank God. Um, with this, <laughs> yeah, with this was reformation of um, the studio since 2019. Because obviously, the Wolf Among Us two was announced, and everyone's like, it's kind of weird because it's so quiet whilst they're doing development of it, but you kind of have this kind of identity that there's this telltale entity there of like an outer skin an outer shell, but there's no kind of like interior to it. If you know what I mean, in terms of we know the, the brand, but people don't know what's actually happened to telltale in terms of the people who are working there. Um, the kind of like the life, the life and the life and heart of the actual company. So this is kind of interesting. Obviously it makes me kind of question how big telltale is as well right now. Cause obviously if they're bringing the deck nine crew in, mm-hmm. I don't imagine the production is going to be huge from them. Cause obviously they're going to have to oh. get, cause obviously deck nine is really, benefited from the success of life is strange it's made their studio oh, get sure. bigger and bigger um so i I'm, I'm intrigued with like um them announcing the game and obviously with deck nine's involvement on it and co-developing mm-hmm. um and then even the trailer as well the trailer looked gorgeous as well and if it's if it is an engine as well it looks really good thank god they've abandoned the telltale tool engine because that engine was so bad like jesus christ it was so, oh, so did bad. you see the footage of Telltale, like they had a new engine coming right before they shut down. Do you see the images for their Stranger Things game? Yeah, it looked impressive. Like, yeah, I, I had to say it looked yeah. really impressive. I don't know if that was in the Telltale Two lever or it was a new. No, engine. no, no, no. It was in the. They said they reformed it. It's a completely new engine, and then they they just sunk. Like, yeah, that, that's just a shame because that that footage looked. Mm, it's a shame when you get Stranger Things games either that would have been huge but um, oh yeah can you imagine oh my god it would that would be huge because awesome. yeah. uh, oh, oh god, sorry. Say? no no, no. Go. no go. okay yeah, yeah. So, so Mia oh, oh no <laughs> my mic um I was about to say, like, me as a new Midwesterner and you as a, as a British person, like, we're both too polite now, so. <laughs> um, but no, what I was going to say is that, like, uh, the beauty about, um, now I know me and you are still going to watch The Expanse. Like, that, yeah. that's going to be the thing. Especially me, I'm a sci-fi fan. Uh, my favorite types of movies are sci-fi thrillers. So, uh, oh, Adam, do you like Alien? Yes, I like Alien. Alien is one of my favorite movies of all time. But like The Expanse is a sci-fi film or a sci-fi series. So, of course, I'm going to watch it. Um, But the beauty about Telltale games is that you don't really need to watch the source material for you to play it. Like, Like, think about it. Like the Walking Dead games. Did you really need to watch or even read the Walking Dead source material? You didn't really need to. You understood the premise. Zombies. Same thing with Back to the Future. Did you really need to watch Back to the Future to understand telltale series not really same with batman same with um i would even say with um uh what was what was the one that was your favorite i'm i'm, I'm losing it Tales. Uh, yes tales from the borderlands sorry uh did you really need to play even borderlands for you to understand tales of the borderlands maybe sort of like to understand some references but you didn't really need to so that what i'm trying to say is that like if you're stressing about like, oh, do I need to watch The Expanse? This six-season show, eh, I don't think you'll need to. They haven't said anything, but I don't. In Telltale's history, you never really need to consume the outside media for you to understand what's going on in Telltale games. Yeah, they usually just take the franchise and then kind of like build their own ideas with it, and then obviously like they'll they'll obviously take the things from the franchise. But essentially, you can play it as a as a fresh newbie and kind of like get the idea of like what they're doing with it, um, which doesn't naturally make sense for them to do that. Um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I was really kind of like just captivated by the entire thing. I think I'll get more into it 
when I've watched The Expanse, I will watch it. I, I, like, like yeah, you as well. Watch it. Yeah, like, like you, I'm, uh, I'm a fan of sci-fi stuff, obviously. I'm a huge fan of Firefly. Like, who, who doesn't like Firefly? <laughs> doesn't. If you, okay, if you like sci-fi and you're like, oh, Firefly suck, uh, you're getting thrown out a window. <laughs> well, like, that's... Fun, fact, fun fact for me, I, I never watched Firefly until I watched them. Um, so I, I was, I'm, I'm a huge fan of um, Terminator, Sarah Chronicles, the TV show. I love it. I love that TV show. I didn't show. know that about you. I that was my favorite, and I was so heartbroken when I got canceled. Mate, oh my god! I was so heart. I got the two series on Blu-ray. I got very That's few TV true. shows on Blu-ray, and I've got the two series. I love Summer Glau. She is such a good Terminator. She is. Um, oh my god! It was yeah. such a good show, and then Fox canceled it. Like Fox does. Linda Hamilton in it as well. So like it, in itself, it's, if you haven't watched Terminator Sarah Chronicles and you want something that's in the Terminator universe, I think yeah. it's a really good entry for that. But um, uh, back for you, you know why they canceled it? How do I want to know? Yes, you do. Uh, because Fox, because literally, because Terminator Salvation was coming out, right? Oh, they man. thought, Fox thought that they could not outpace Terminator Salvation. So they said, oh, let's exit out because I don't think there's a future in this show because Terminator Salvation's coming out. Like, what? That's just <laughs> dumb logic. It had like That's a, the, the, the second series ended on such a huge conclusion anyway. But it's just so. I know it it's did. so unresolved and it like makes me feel so unsatisfied about like not really knowing what would happen at that point but if you haven't watched the show I would recommend it because obviously oh. that's the show that got me into Firefly so I watched it with Summer Glau on it I love her I think she's so good and obviously she's in Firefly I was Firefly. hoping you were going to say uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles because you're like well what what he's talking about I'm like the only two connections are Summer Glau and, and you said it I was like ah yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan so I'm glad that you're in that as well I'm, I've yeah. always recommended Sarah Connor Chronicles to people I'm like oh, it's yeah. such a good show um such a good intro as well, but um, yeah, like anyway, back on point. Yeah, back on back, back on point. I feel like we could have make an entire right, podcast about that. Like that. That's the first time I ever heard you say that name. So I was just like, oh, yo, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I think she's great. Actually, like I said, but like, um, the, yeah. do you know what makes me interested about this as well? The response uh. is like, obviously, like I said, my interest will build into it more when I've watched it. Um, but what makes me wonder is like how many games Deck Nine are really working on now? Because obviously, we talked about it a couple yeah. of episodes ago, or even I think it was maybe like two episodes ago or something we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me wonder how many games they're actually working on because, so Anastasia yeah, like David's- whole development. This isn't full development. Yeah, it's like, I imagine like a handful of their developers are like working on this project. I don't know what capacity they're all working in either. But yeah, so obviously like Anastasia David's who played Diana Jacobs, she's working on another game with Deck Nine. It's under mm-hmm. obviously NDA. She mentioned it on um, Life After Strange. She also mentioned it on Web's um, stream mm-hmm. that she did with him. And that obviously makes me wonder what they're working on. I don't know if she's working on The Expanse, which would be very interesting. I was going to say, did we get the cast list for The Expanse yet? Yeah, like, I think obviously we have the main character who is um, Cara Gear, I think she's called. Yeah. Like, she was the one that was showing the trailer. And, like, she obviously will reprise, I think she's reprising her role from the show. That yeah. was a very quick Wikipedia job so that I before this. She could play, like, a really good space commander. You know what I mean? Like, she's got that, like, presence about her. Like Anastasia. Her, yes, Anastasia. Yeah. Like, she has that like presence to her where she's, I, I think she could like really straight up. Cause you know, in true colors, you know, she was kind of like, you know, a PR person. She get her thing. But from what I got from her performance, I'm like, I think she could really put on that. Like, like I am the authoritarian here. Like not in a bad way, but I think she's, that's a, that's all of a compliment to her. You know, if, if she's watching this, <laughs> um, I'm just saying it's like, um, I really think that she could pull off like a really good commanding role here. So, you know, 
you know, bah. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board with you. Um, yeah. obviously having spoken to Anastasia, very wonderful person. Um, yeah. and yeah, and can, and can very much, I think easily deliver that kind of performance that you just mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. but it just makes me wonder if like, obviously the product that she's working on is, is this one, but I don't know if she is, I don't know how, obviously how they're doing this, because obviously if it's got people from the expanse in it, which from the way Cara Gee sounds, it's like, it, who's, who's doing the production side of that. I don't know if Webb's doing the motion yeah. capture on this. I don't know if he's actually working on a different project. Like we, we don't actually know. So this is the kind of thing when this was announced, it's like, how many games are Deck Nine working on? Obviously, yeah. my my in my mind right now, pure speculation for the next Life is Strange is already in development. And it's I think it's gonna be developed at Deck Nine, which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, they're obviously working on the expanse. It's like, are they working on something else? Yeah. No, maybe like that, that's the thing, is that like the, you you got to you got to think about like how big their studio got, like you said, like they got pretty big, and now they're so big that they only took a code developing. So what that like like you said that kind of like makes you think about just like, you know they're they they want to spread themselves too thin here, but they they're also open enough to like give some developers away. Now not give them away, but they're just like. Oh yeah, yeah. We got plenty of resources out here. We'll we'll help you out here, like with a telltale game, like a like a major role, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. That it, it's kind of wild. Yeah, it is wild. So that kind of like was one of the first thought process that, that I kind of like got from. It. I was like, wait a minute, what is telltale really? Um, what is Deck Nine really working on in terms of like how many games got in production? Who's working on what? Um, but like the other one that I really took away was that like, this is a hugely beneficial partnership for um, telltale games because like. As we said, like the studio has reformed in 2019, and like I don't really know all the developers off the top of my head, like who's working still at the studio. But oh, yeah. having having lost the developers that they did, who worked on the, obviously the, the the telltale thriving period and also the declining period as well, mm-hmm. you kind of need the the essentially the kind of like the king of episodic games now right now with Deck Nine, yeah, bringing in that kind of like because they just released True Colors and put it out all at the same time. And this is obviously doing that now, having confirmed that through one of the tweets that the um, Telltale Twitter account confirmed, they need this kind of thing where it's like the developers are there kind of like giving them kind of direction, like what's the best way of doing it. Even yeah. like, even though like, obviously we, we're, I'm a purist and you are as well. It's like, we want the episodic like kind of releases the way that obviously like Mallory Littleton wrote the script, for like Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. And even like Felicia, the other ones who were working on it, they kind of like, they built it with a chapter structure in place. And I think you need those kind of people where they like, they, they give you the idea of like Telltale being like, we're going to have to release it like this. And I think even with the expanse, I think they should get rid of the, the episode formula where it's like episode one, two, three, four, five, and just call it chapters yeah. because they're going to yeah. release it at release at launch as well. So like they're all there. So I think like in itself, that was the other kind of take where that really took away from it was like, this is really beneficial for Telltale to kind of get back in the industry more essentially on a different project outside obviously the Wolf Among Us team and have a yeah. very experienced developer in terms of deck um don't uh, deck nine. Yeah, I was just like don't nine. <laughs> they don't, don't nine. Um, you know, deck deck nine helping them. Because the only the only other alternate they could really have a beneficial would be obviously um don't nod, but like yeah. their their affiliation essentially right now with this series is over. Um, the Life of Strange series. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I, I was I was keen on that. So I was sold on that. Um, and obviously, very like very early pre-production role for this as well. Like so early in production, this game, um, early stage of film. Yeah. Even the teas were so small. Like what we saw from it. No, like you, you said that. Like why didn't they choose Don't Nod? And that makes me real. You got me thinking now. Just like 
more, not more of thinking like, why didn't it choose them? But more of just like, what is Don't Nod working on? Like, like how long has it been since we actually heard anything from Don't Nod besides, you know, publishing this game? You know, like, you would have thought that like, oh, this is what they were working on. They were working with Telltale to put out The Expanse. Like, I, I think that would have been a cool announcement. Like, oh, that's what Don't Nod has been doing. You know, co-developing. But it's not even Don't Nod, it's Deck Nine. And it's fresh also also of uh deck nine meaning that i'm pretty sure like this means that uh, if i'm wrong maybe the articles are just like oh they, this is in, oh no, no no never mind the articles did say it's in pre-production because they didn't develop this while developing true colors right right yeah so um that's a little bit of a cut there <laughs> but i think like well, I was about trail process right now. It was on, um, yeah, development Life is Strange, True Colors, like Deck Nine were quite heavy handed in terms of like the um, the full focus that they were putting on to getting True Colors out. Um, it seemed like their schedule was pretty hectic by the sound of things to kind of get this game released. Um, so I imagine that they probably started working on this maybe during towards the end, tail end of like True Colors coming out. Because obviously like, I uh, imagine with development, you can kind of move people around you can obviously, they were moving on to DLC. They were moving people sure. to other projects. Obviously, they're working on the remaster collection as well. Forgot to mention that as well. Like, as I said, there's so many hands in so many yeah. baskets. Obviously, they are remastering <laughs> um, the first Life is Strange and Before Storm. So, yeah. like, they, yeah, it, it does raise a lot of questions. Obviously, don't know how to be very quiet. Like, the six games have got in production. Um, the only thing that we've really recently heard of them was obviously the news that we just covered with the, the game that they're publishing. Um, yeah. But obviously, it's really early days for them because obviously they're working on a lot of projects. The pandemic has really hit them quite big. The Montreal team out there with like Luke and Raul, those guys, they building their studio essentially because they every other day that I'm seeing them like advertise like a new job vacancy or something. So I think that they, from what I can tell, they must be pretty early in development, if anything, that. Um, so they're building their team out there. So yeah. it does it does raise like as you said, like it raises a lot of questions about just like the way things are going. I think that we'll get a lot more perspective when this mm-hmm. kind of interview this interview feature, whatever it is, with Game Informer comes out, we kind of get a full yeah. a full kind of like behind the scenes look at Telltale because like that's what I'm really interested in. I can't really yeah. suss them out right now. It it just it just like it's kind of like they're there. But there's no kind of like face them essentially. Yeah, we don't even know if they're like involved in the narrative or what what's going on. Like, is Zach going to be involved? You know, because um, mm. if he is, holy crap, I'm pretty <laughs> as soon as possible. But yeah, it's just kind of like odd to think about. You know, like we need we need more info about this. I think it is a big deal, but it's also like puts a question of just like where what what's Don't Not doing? What is Don't Not doing? Like, I want to know. Yeah. But at the same time with like, what is Don't Not doing? You know, I, I think me and you, um, Adam, can I ask you something? Are yes. You're, you're a gamer, right? Just so, about. Okay, okay. Just wanted to make sure that you are a gamer, right? Uh, <laughs> it's like, so as gamers as ourselves, you know, we know what happens when you announce the game too early. I'm looking at you, Elder Scrolls 6. Okay, <laughs> we all knew it was happening. It was Starfield. We needed to confirmation. Okay. Anyways, but like uh, more recently, more recently. So like I said, I'm excited for Star Wars Eclipse, uh, whether Quantic Dream is involved or not. I love Star Wars. Num, num, num. Give me more Star Wars games. Uh, I will eat it up. Yum, yum, yum. But um, th- there's an article that came out saying that it's confirmed that this game is not coming out for another three to four years. 
three. I'm all. I'm going to be nearly 35 years old when this game comes out, dude. Because I'm turning 31 in January, and it's not coming out for another three to four years. I'm going to be 35. That's not okay. <laughs> it's like, because that's the thing. Like, you can't announce something so early. Like, even for me, like dropping videos on Evolts, like, I don't like announcing that too early. Just a stupid video that has very little subscribers. I don't like announcing that too early. Imagine what Donod, you know, an actual company. This <laughs> is like, um, they're, they're in development in something. And I'm sure we're all like, like foaming at the mouth to know what it is. But it's like there is such a thing as announcing something way too early, and there's just nothing to show right now. Uh, yeah. Versus Eclipse, three to four years—that's baffling to me. Yeah, but, yeah, I completely agree. Like, obviously, I've seen so many games get pre-announced so early, and I'm just like, I just don't really care at this point. Like, I don't care when the game comes out, if anything, or like maybe a couple months beforehand. Um, but like with this, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued nonetheless. I just have my, um, mm-hmm. like as you said, like I think you mentioned it with. Um, Zach as well like we don't I know some of the developers who have kind of like come out on Twitter and be like I'm working on this game from mm. Deck 9 but obviously we don't know if we lose any of the Deck 9 developers from True Colors on this project whilst the other teams are working on they're like we don't know what the um the overall structure is in the company of like who's doing what and what's going where um so like that in itself could just like make me quite interested in seeing like who's getting involved in this if there's anyone else coming from the the True Colors games um, but yeah, I feel like I'm pretty much done. Is there any extra thoughts you have on this? Uh, do we know when that Game Informer article is going to drop? Is it this month or next month? Or I'm even not too sure. I was looking at a lot of the tweets that just kept saying that we're getting this kind of like... I think they said something about Games Daily or something as well. Okay. Um, said like yeah, usually, usually when somebody says that, it's in it's within the month. Yeah. Or the, within the next couple months. They're not going to be like... Oh, the next article is coming out. It's going to be in June of 2020. I'm going to realistically sorry, say January. In, yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be a January issue of Game Informer. So uh, if any Game Informer subscribers are out there, you know, uh, keep an eye on your Game Informer. Do they even do the physical magazines anymore? I think they canceled that. Because I know Game Informer went through a like a big... Like they, 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 they cut a lot of people. That, that was a they're, devastating blow. They're, so they're, I don't know if they're doing physical books anymore. I think they might still be doing. I'm not too sure. It's a, yeah, it seems so strange to know that. But um, yeah, like as you said, like I think maybe Bridge realistically January is mm-hmm. going to be the one where we see more details about Telltale. And then from this, I think we'll learn a bit more details about the expanse itself. And in the meantime, I probably will watch um the show at some point and kind of like get a bit more involved in it. And uh, probably even more better understanding of the actual subject as well, what it's going to be on about. Um, but yeah I think that's done for this episode um, guys I hope you enjoy please do leave a like rating subscribe on YouTube it really does help the YouTube channel and also again leave us um, a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts it helps and same with following us as well you always get up to date um, life <laughs> life after strange you get up to date uh, strange cast episodes I don't know how many podcasts do you, you get up to date strange episodes um, yeah I hope you enjoy this episode um, please leave us your thoughts in the comments have you played the switch version of True Colors what do you think about this announcement? Obviously, we love hearing other people's thoughts. Um, yeah, stay tuned. There'll be more strange cast episodes coming in 2022. Take care, guys. Peace.